welcome to Crushed by Margaret Caborn-Smith, the podcast about the mooning and madnesses of unrequited love. My guest today is the legendary stand-up, <laughs> novelist, podcaster, truth-teller and all-round grumpy old beacon, Jenny Eclair. Well done. Hi, Jenny. Splendid, Did I get everything? Splendid introduction, because otherwise I was going to stop you and so say, you can go and rewrite that out in the corridor. <laughs> Come back in 20 minutes. I want twice as long. Yeah, you were threatening to... Yeah, I, we just have to, to explain own. to your listeners right now that you have done something quite disgusting oh. that I don't think I've ever witnessed in a small recording space ever before. <laughs> I just glanced across at your side of the desk and I just thought, is that a necklace? Has she taken off a Perspex necklace or something? Because cushioned on a couple of pieces of tissue were your braces, your braces, your sort of... My Invisalign. Now, My explain attempt- the Invisaligns and then we'll get okay, on to crushes. OK, well, it's an attempt to stop the movement of my teeth because I think they're Are they on the coming side? out of my head. OK, OK, <laughs> yeah. right. And I figure if I let them go, yeah. then in ten years' time I'll... Basically, be a witch and be. Okay. Are they like little tumble down cottages falling down a hill? Uh, yes, yeah. I mean, I like to think of them as a sort of boy band where the lead singer is getting further and further in front of the others. I've got you. Okay, yeah. but like, they're white. I mean, I oh, don't think they're you. bad teeth at all. <laughs> you know, they're not bad gnashes. Are mine not are absolutely gnashes. awful. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, very bad indeed because I've no, got receding gums. Oh, have yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, so I have to have a lot of intensive treatment. Have you brushed uh, with, them back? Uh, yeah, well, no, I've just been, I've let the plaque build up. <laughs> I've got, oh, it's better than it was, you. 42% plaque. It's now down to 39%. It's, me- it's meant to be under 20%. Anyway, this is oh, attractive Jenny. chat. Here <clears throat> yeah, we go. You insisted on bringing up my... On shaming me yeah, for yeah. my teeth. Yeah. Jenny. Yeah, what? Have you ever... What? what? Have you ever been prone to crushes? was in my youth. I'm not doing it anymore. It's unattractive. I think... I'm 62 and I'm dead from the waist down. I'm chalk. Okay. Chalk from the waist down. Completely <laughs> and utterly chalk. Uh, I'm not interested. You though. genuinely mm. don't fancy anyone. Uh, this is a terrible thing to, to admit and I, it's I would, all dust okay uh yes it's all it's like talcum powder when i walk um i watched harry styles with um the the country and western singer on coachella does that count and i got i got a bit hot i, I had to take my of cardigan course. off and oh i watched the cbb's bedtime story with harry styles and yeah, my that's... son is a little bit too old for cbb's <laughs> To sit ne- next to Mummy on the sofa. Yeah, I've checked and we're While she wriggles, wriggles. To, uh... Was Mummy wriggling on the sofa? It's disgusting. <laughs> Steaming. Poor son. How old's he? 14 or something? <laughs> he's seven. He's seven. seven. Oh, no, five. that's all right yeah, for a bedtime fun. story with Mummy and Harry yeah. Styles. But I've checked and we're not allowed to fancy Harry Styles. Okay, no, well, who says? Okay, well, okay. It's... If you well, probably want... Harry Styles if he's got anything <laughs> to do with it. I mean, the last thing he wants really is all these old biddies going. Oh, Harry Styles, clawing oh. at yeah. his pajamas. Yeah, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Harry Styles, easy pull off pajamas. Oh, I'd like to see those in a puddle on the floor. I don't really mean any of this. Obviously, yeah. I'm just showing off. Um, uh, it's half your age plus seven. Okay, that's I'll try and work that. So thirty-one plus seven. I'm only allowed to fancy. Uh, people of 38 and over, yeah. is it? 38 and yeah. over. So okay. mine are a bit younger than that, obviously. So. Well, why would you say that? What an extraordinary... Well, very you, were just say, you just said you were all dust. <laughs> yes, that's true. Uh, OK, so I'm not allowed Harry Styles. Right, there's no. nobody. I nobody, OK. Nobody. I really generally don't... So Honestly, I'm really worried because I think that um, when I was very young, I mean, I remember the first time I was ever aware of some kind of sort of... Stirrings. I don't think it was a... A, a what? Stirring. A stirring, yeah, yeah. A 
sort of sexuality thing. I think I was, I was watching um, Paul Newman in a film when I was about mm. eight or nine, and I the next thing I knew, I'd taken all my clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> Not all of them entirely, but I'd Enough. taken my, my shoes and my socks off, and you know, I was sort of gradually, you know, undoing buttons and things. It was like a, wow. a reaction. And were you in the cinema? No. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been marvellous. Wouldn't it? Uh, <laughs> um, no, oh, I, I was, de- was definitely at home, and uh, but I was by myself. So there was, there was yeah, it was there was something about, and obviously it was a very beautiful man. Yeah. And what but, was the film? Can you remember? No, I can't remember. You know, I'd have known once upon a time. I can't remember anything. I can't retain <laughs> any information. I'm glad you Just remembered his name. <laughs> I'll tell you the other one. I know another name that um, very very early on, um, I didn't have television when I was growing up because my dad was in the army and I grew up for a chunk of my time in Berlin so we got back to England and got the first thing we did was get a telly <laughs> you know and so we were in Barnard <laughs> Castle uh, which is quite cold so you stay indoors and watch telly and I was just it's the first time I'd ever seen Top of the Pops I think this would have been about at 68 67 68 yeah. And so was, around the Paul Newman time? Yeah, that, it was around that being. time, uh, possibly a little bit before. And it was something... Now, you, you're going to go blank on me with this. Uh, I talked to a young man yesterday in a pub and I mentioned Bovril and he looked really, really, <laughs> really, really blank. Um, so I'm going to throw Peter Noon at you. Oh. No, look at your little No, hold, hold on, hold on. Mm. Herman's Hermits. Herman's Hermits. Yeah, I was yeah. getting there. Now, he was, was, he was a chap, chap that looked like he needed dental uh, I braces. I was going to say, was he, he was a bit toothy. He was toothy and wholesome. Looks a bit like he's got a built-up shoe, maybe. Oh, now, why would you say that? Why would you say that <laughs> the first love of my life, that, like, he had a built-up shoe? Didn't I didn't have a built-up yeah. shoe whatsoever. Sorry. He had a thatch of blonde hair. the way he was dancing. Yeah. I don't know. He wasn't a dancer, Peter. No. He was, he was good thatch on... A blonde hair. A thatch of blonde hair, yeah. I want, I want to bring... Uh, we're down in a basement, so I don't think I can bring up a picture of Peter Noon on my phone for I you because I think you'd fall in love. I do. And I do. <laughs> How old was he? He's probably too young. I think he's dead now. This is the other thing that's happened to me is all the people I fancied as a younger woman are, are mostly dead. Well, I suppose that would put you off. Yeah, yeah. That, and, I mean, the only one still alive. Uh, that Apart I used to Harry fancy, <laughs> and that, uh, of my generation, that you know you fancied when you were a teenager, Rod Stewart. Oh, okay. I um, always think he might you... get round to me one day. I think he might. He's doing his best, isn't he? <laughs> doing all the blondes, bombshells. But he's kept this last one, hasn't he? Penny Lancaster. He's, yeah. kept, he's kept that one. He's kept her in his train set, and now he's happy. Do you know he's filling potholes in his local? It's all right, <laughs> streets. Rod. You know. I think. It, I mean, it's the first. Like the trains, f- fine. Mm. Um, but the potholes, I I did start to find him more attractive. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, that's like is... useful with a spade. Yeah, and just with sort spade. of getting up. He said the council just wouldn't do anything about it. Yeah, shame the council. Yeah, yeah so and he'd just do it in a silk up. shirt and <laughs> undone to the waist and really tight do jeans. You, and wiggle have you his seen ass him recently. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. He looks like me. <laughs> I mean, we all morph yeah, into all each other. Narcissism. Yeah, no. yeah, I do. I only really fancy people who look a bit like me. Uh, so, <laughs> yes, Peter Newman. Thatch of blonde hair, Peter Thatch of blonde hair. I can't Good see on the Paul Newman. Up. No, Paul Newman was a fine-boned man, very yeah, fine-boned. Yeah, yeah. I've never been fine-boned in my life. And I used to snog the television screen. Oh, you see, and that's dangerous in those days. Yeah, it was. The, the cathode ray days. <laughs> you sort of get a little bit of a frisson, electrical frisson from the, the television. I think I quite liked that. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, very was disappointed to... when I kissed my first bloke and I didn't get a slight electric shock. Oh, my God, amazing. That's what that Maybe that is what people think chemistry yeah, yeah, yeah. is. It's is actually just... 
getting a, a, a mild electric shock every time you kiss somebody. So a yeah. lot of slobbering all over the TV for uh, Peter Noon. Um, was that were you on your own for this as well? Yeah, I was. I was, <laughs> I was left to my own device quite a lot because I was quite annoying. <laughs> so you know when people say, "Why can't you cook?" and uh, you know, "Why didn't you learn to cook?" and "Did your mum not let you in the kitchen? Did you not learn to cook with your mum?" My mum wouldn't let me and my sister in the kitchen. She was so sick of us both. Yeah, she just used to shut the door and go, "No, go and go away." Yeah, <laughs> leave me to my own devices. She didn't want us there. No, it's fair enough. Yeah, I um, yeah. What uh, we we just used to ask what was for dinner. Yeah, just sort of constantly. Yeah, and, and then forget the answer. Yeah, and, and then ask, ask again. again. Then sort of, if she said poached pears, put you and go, Ugh, not poached pears. <laughs> I have a friend who refuses to tell her children what's for dinner. <laughs> I don't blame her. I think it's really good. Make it a guessing game. <laughs> yeah, even once it's yeah. presented, and then, I don't and know, then blindfold don't them at the table, just so you never know. You never know, not unless you develop your own taste buds, in which case you might be able to guess. But I'm not telling you. Right, so eight or nine, Paul Newman, Peter Noon. Yeah. And what do they have in common? What is the... Their what Christian is the names begin with P. <laughs> sure, and they look a bit like you. No, except for Paul Newman. <laughs> uh, this isn't... <laughs> so what, what was it? Do you remember what... I mean, obviously, they are sort of designed to be attractive to women, aren't they? Movie stars. I think that, um, particularly boys. with uh, Peter Noon, he was very much the boy next door as opposed to Mick Jagger. I was too young to fancy Mick Jagger. Yeah, you can't fancy Mick. That's no. a bit advanced. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. a bit like sort of climbing mountains. You've got to start with a small hill. Yes. And someone who doesn't look like they have genitals. Yeah, 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 yeah. A bit sort of one on from a Barbie, really. Yeah. So that was Peter Noon. He was, yeah, he was inoffensive and all that sort of thing. And then, obviously, as I got older, um, well, I went. Through, I was a proper teeny, bo- teeny bopper oh, really? in the 70s, yes, because I was born in 1960, 15 years before you were, <laughs> so I win. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, staying alive is the competition yeah, now, yeah, Jenny. Yeah. And um, uh, I might not make it to the end of the podcast, I don't know. Hold on, I'm just taking <laughs> oh, my shoes off. Oh, that'd be a real coup for me. Oh, wouldn't it, wouldn't it? God. <laughs> I'm still you putting probably it out. Get, you'd probably get three inches in The Guardian, and you might get a few extra listeners <laughs> just for this shorts. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> It'd be worth it, be worth oh, it. Oh, totally, I may kill you now. <laughs> um, so, uh, yes, later on, I was exactly the right and ripe age for Teeny Bopper uh, fandom. Yeah. Which I think was 74, really. 73, 74, 75. And then you ha- at 15, you really had to grow out of it and lose your virginity and get on with your real life. <laughs> Not where you I know. was. Oh, really? Uh, no, well, I, you see, I remember I'm a 1970s slag. Yeah, so, the you classic know, Even slag. nice girls were allowed to be sort of promiscuous. Yeah. Because our oh, parents had no idea, absolutely none whatsoever. And my mother's got dementia now, so even if she heard this by accident, she it wouldn't really, you She'd know, forget. resonate. Yeah. Probably wouldn't yeah. Yeah. know who you were, even. <laughs> Absolutely. It's very dark. Silly sorry. tart. Um, and um, no, so it was for me, it was the basis of uh, Donny Osmond. Donny Osmond yeah. uh, went through a Donny Osmond phase. But I don't know whether you've ever had this, Margaret. Uh, did you have a streak of cynicism in you as a child? Yes, and I really, I'm really, my daughter does, and I'm really sad about it. I really feel like, oh, but I was totally. Yeah, yeah, it spoils everything. So, yeah. did you have to pretend quite a lot of the time to be in tune with all the other girls in the class? A bit, yeah. Well, you know, or just accept that. Are I you was still a loner? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, because I found my tribe. But you're right. At school, they all wanted bros, and I couldn't. 
you couldn't go there. Understand it at all? Yeah, I do remember seeing Bross down Neil Street in Covent Garden at the height of their that mania. Yeah, screaming and yeah, the absolute screaming and the 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 very young youngness of the girls. As to me, I was probably sort of you know in my twenties by this point. I would have been, and so you know, just thinking, God, that's absolutely crazy. And then of course, I did exactly the same with the Bay City Rollers. Yeah, my favourite one because of course you know it's a bit like uh, <laughs> Mattel dolls, isn't it? Everyone's yeah. got a favourite one. So they, they weren't related to each other, or they were? Who? The Bay City Rollers. Well, what, brothers in? what madness. Oh, two of them were. <laughs> there okay. you go. Okay. The long Yumior brothers. Yes, all right. There we go. Alan and Derek. So, yeah, no, I think one of them was up on a charge. Alan, Alan and Derek. Alan and Derek. <laughs> Can you imagine? So all right, my dad was called Derek. <laughs> you know it's when, not a glamorous name. It's not name, a glamorous though. name. It's not one of those ones that's going to suddenly become really fashionable, like <laughs> yeah, Freddie yeah, or Bertie sexy. or that. No, Derek. It's not happening. <laughs> and Alan. Ooh. Oh, worse. No, um, and of course, you know, and. Um, so I liked Eric, who uh, was the one with the fattest head. I was just reminded the myself. Fattest? He had the fattest head. 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 Yeah, he had big hair. I think I liked big so hair because Peter Noon had a big thatch yeah. of yellow hair. And then Eric from Bay City Rose had a big thatch of black hair, like a busby. Yeah, it looked like, like he was wearing a busby. Helmet. Yeah, yeah, big, thick crash helmet of hair. Doesn't it make you think, what are you hiding? No, I just thought, what a lovely head of hair. <laughs> I've just reminded myself of a terrible joke I did about um, the um, Take That when they were sort of at their height. I was just doing stand-up and they had their dolls out. I said, oh, my favourite doll is uh, Gary. And basically the joke was about, because he was the biggest one to masturbate with, it was a terrible joke. (laughs) It's the girth, it's the girth of Gary. Yeah. So very satisfying. Oh, yeah. Oh, I just remind myself. <laughs> I've changed. Um, so, yeah, Bay City Rose. I went to see them. I went to see them in uh, at Preston Town Hall. Oh, I think I've played Preston Town Hall. Well done, you. <laughs> it's, not, it's not easy to fill, love. It's not easy to fill. I've done Preston at Town Hall and they've had to rope bits off. Do you know what I mean when they say, oh, we just oh. brought the curtains in from the back, basically yeah, meaning we've, we've sort of taken out the the balcony and the circle and we've just left you with the stalls. Yeah, in fact, I saw Mark Owen doing the same thing at Shepherd's Bush Empire, quite a lot of curtainage. Yeah, there. yeah. I mean, like I the go... curtain of shame. Yeah, I go beyond curtain of shame sometimes, right? You go and you go, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, you're booked for the big room. We've decided it's, it's been quite slow. We're, we're going to pop you in the foyer. <laughs> you know, so you could just stand over there in the corner and shout, really. That oh, sort of I mean, thing. yeah, it's better than, I don't know, taking them in your car on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> going round to the only person in the audience's house. Yeah. To the private audience with. So, yeah, I went to Preston... Um, Thingy, and did see, you scream? Ah, uh, scream! I uh, yeah, scream my head off. Well, because uh, the music's not up to much. Is you it? have to so... drown them out. You do have to drown them out. That's. I mean, you I know. never thought of that as a tactic, but it's actually really. And the basses rollers, God love them. Uh, I mean, you know, but it was every song was exactly the same. So yeah, it, it was shang a lang. It was just everything was the same. You had to do the same, the dance. Stomping. You had to, yeah, stomping. Yeah. And you do the stomping dance, which is like a grapevine dance. And you practiced in the girls' toilets uh, at <laughs> school. And uh, I, 
I was very clever. And I, I thought, I can get backstage. I know how to get backstage. Oh. Because I saw what was happening. Girls were running to the front right and they were getting a bit sort of crushed yeah. at the front by the barrier and they were fainting. And what was happening was, that, was they were being carried scooped out, up. scooped up by St John's Ambulance men <laughs> and taken down the side corridor backstage. I thought, you know, well, I'm, you know. But they weren't being taken backstage, well, it was were to they? The, Yeah, they were being taken to the corridor, to the side okay. of the stage okay. and put in a recovery position thing. <laughs> so, you know, they were just being laid out, basically, you know, because oh, they fainted. Really no, I know. Well, you <laughs> know. World War battle thing. Well, I know, but it was like that. <laughs> it was Preston, sort of <laughs> guild or whatever. Preston in the 70s. Yeah, in Very the 70s, similar. yeah. So mm. girls were passing out and they were uh, being left to recover and given glasses of water down the side corridor. And I was never a stupid girl. I thought, I can get there. I can get in the side corridor. And I'm quite sweaty and I can wriggle out of anybody's hands. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to find their dressing rooms. I'm going to hide in a wardrobe or something like that, wait till they get off stage. And then I'm going to jump out and I'm going to kiss Eric. Uh, and I, so I went down to the front, pretended to faint. And How old were you at this point? 14. <clears throat> 14. Classic. Um, and... Um, I, I think I got... Uh, what did I, I did, What happened next? I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't remember, but I know it didn't work. So you, but what, do you remember being scooped up? Were I don't think I was taken? scooped up. Oh, I don't think they bothered to, to scoop. To the, I, I think they might have seen through me. They left me. To, yeah, yeah, and I remember when I got home, my mum was really cross with me because I was very sweaty. And I sweated so much, I sweated right through my... I had this uh, duck egg blue... Uh, uh, it had a massive high waistband because that was the style and it was an A-line skirt and um, it was pale duck egg blue and I'd crushed myself up against the barriers which had rust on them and oh the rust had transferred oh my onto God. my... Yeah, my mum was very really cross. Yeah, that's so the opposite of Yeah, and my friend Rosemary Craig fantasy. lost her watch because she got in, this, in a bundle at the front and all this. We were in a right mess. Did you ever find out what happened to the girls in the recovery position? Whether they... Because... I might have made that up, Margaret. I'm not sure... <laughs> No, 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 but the girls that you did see going did, Yeah, they were recovered. There were nobody, there you were didn't... no casualties that <laughs> no, day. No, I understand, but did, they, yeah. did any of them... No, none of them did. Do you think any of them No, none of them, none of them were as cunning... No, none of them were as cunning as me. Yeah. Uh, the trouble... Well, you say that, you're the one with the rust all over your dress. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even get into the bloody corridor. No, what I do is I take a half-truth. I'm never quite <laughs> sure whether it's a truth or not. And then I often use it in fiction, right? Yeah. So in this... But you know this isn't fiction, this what? podcast. Oh, OK, sorry. yeah. We're all right, I know, but there's no... There's no such thing as real, is there? No. Um, and so I've recently written, and I don't know why I'm even telling you, because you're not really the right demographic. Oh, what a waste of time oh, this I'm is. I'm so sorry. Um, have Someone you got any... Listening. Yeah, 15-year-olds. I've written a, a young adult fiction. Oh, well, my daughter's 13. Oh, perfect. Um, mm, too young. She, no, she quite, I think she's quite wise, isn't she? She, yeah, in some ways she is. Why? What are you? Are you writing for thick thirteen? No, 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 no. It's just quite. Ad, it's, there are adult some adultish themes. themes. Oh no, she likes some adult themes. It only gets to snogging. There's nothing oh, okay. beyond snogging. No, that's fine. Okay, okay. It's called the writing on the wall, and um, it's. Can I just briefly tell you about Do it? Do it. Okay, okay. It's a little time travel piece, really. So it's a girl, a nowadays girl, right, called Hermione, and her mum's got this new boyfriend, and he's asked them to go and live with him in his big house in the north of England. So she. Uprooted from her council flat in Camberwell, 
And she goes to live in this big house. And the bloke, who she doesn't really like, his, her mum's new boyfriend, says, oh, you can decorate your bedroom, right, to try and make her a bit happy because she's being a miserable cow. And so she starts tearing off the wallpaper and there's a message on the wall oh. from a 15-year-old girl, exact same age as her, who lived there in 1975. Oh. Well, anyway, there's some, tri- some time travel shenanigans and they become best friends for the summer. And then the nowadays girl's walking through a graveyard and she sees her best friend's uh, grave. And she's got three days to live can she save a life what do you reckon oh my god yeah, no. how can we uh make that about crushes i don't know oh well they all have crushes because they are oh, 15. That of they're, they're the 15 so it's all okay. that sort of you know who they fancy and all that sort of thing so loads of crushes and i might as well i should have just called the book the crush the crush exactly yeah, yeah but Tie i didn't it all up no <laughs> okay but that that's where I, what i'm trying to say is that often with me i remember a half truth or a sort of half buried memory that nearly happened to me or almost did and and I re- recreate it for fiction. So there'll be things that didn't quite happen to me, yeah. but nearly happened to me, that will appear in this book. Yeah. Yeah. And does that... Does that so interfere confuses with your me. real... Yeah, interfere with yeah, your real I, memories? Yeah, sometimes not sure. I'm not quite sure whether <laughs> I did get off with certain people that I, you know... I got off I mean, with a lot of people because I was, I was a snogger. I was a teenage snogger, yeah. Did yeah, you? Yeah. And was that just sort of indiscriminate? Very, very. <laughs> <laughs> but were there pe- were there boys like real life boys that you had a crush on? Uh, always, were... yes, yes. I mean, you know, and did you get them? Yeah, I think you know. Most I went to an all girls school, so most lessons were really spent writing down boys' names. Yep. Um, and then passing notes around. I fancy Gaz, Baz, Gaz, <laughs> Maz, Derek Chaz. and Alan. Yeah, Derek and Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Gordon and Pete, you know. Who were the boys that you knew then, if you were um, in girls' school? Well... They made up as well, Jenny. I, they, no, they were real boys. <laughs> it was quite hard because I had an older sister who was useless um, and should have been, you know, I should have really had... I was very jealous of girls in my class who had older brothers. Because, oh, same. Well, you know, it's <clears> useless having... their friends yeah, Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, they had a ringside seat, didn't they? Yes. You know, because their brothers would bring mates round and, you know... Perfect. You could just get off with them while they, you know, were on the stage. And all that kind of <laughs> <laughs> route to the bathroom. based on reality. <laughs> um, Just and, grabbing brothers' yeah, friends on the way to the bathroom. That's what I'd have done. Yeah. If I'd, so it was a very good job. My little brother was far too, he was seven. Uh, when I was about 15, he's seven years younger than me. Uh, so useless, per, yeah. you know, hopeless. I mean, just a child. Um, <laughs> useless child. Useless I think he's about, he's about 55 now. He's still a useless child. Yeah, but it's funny, isn't it? When you are a teenager, you get a bit... I mean, I remember walking past a teenage, some teenagers recently... Um, with a buggy and and I was just like they literally can't see me they can't see me they're so wrapped up in their world in their yeah. teenage world that everything else is just, just might as well be a mist they can see you because <laughs> you're ten stone of woman or probably nine and a half but they care but they, so, so little, little. They, they, I'm just yeah. I'm not we're not a invisible boy, we're just ignored you know? yeah, yeah. It's, that's that's what yeah. I say in, in my stand up show because there is this myth that middle aged women are invisible mm-hmm. oh if it were can you imagine how much stuff we'd be nicking uh, you know, because suddenly go invisible around the Clarence counter. Um, 
But not, we're not invisible, we're just ignored. And I, and I, and I do tell the audience why this is a very great thing. Um, to be ignored? It, yeah, to be ignored. Okay. Um, but you have to come to see the show for that. That's 20 quid. <laughs> That's 20 quid. What's wrong with you? All right, all right. Um, I'll come up the front and I'll try <laughs> you to yeah, be come up the, back. I want you to just run screaming you. down the front. Wouldn't it be great if people behaved? Where my nick is it? I mean, what would you do if I threw my... You would just. You would be very disparaging about my nick. I'd probably be disparaging. I think there'd probably be a terrible... Yeah, I'm not... Terrible I know state. that there's the world of women divide, doesn't it, between those with nice pants and those of us <laughs> whose underwear looks well, like not, lost property. I'm not. Does your, are you lost I'm property not girl? Wasting my like, nice pants on you? No, I know. You'd, <laughs> you'd hand pick a terrible pair. <laughs> exactly. I'll bring yeah. some old ones. Do you think that's what used to happen to the Beatles? I'm going. I'd, I'd like to throw my knickers at the Beatles, but these are really good and they've got a frill on them, and I've only put them in the wash twice. There will have been some sensible girls. There would have been. I've I am. Um, yeah. I have a friend who. Um, loved Ryan Giggs when she, she, she's a bit younger than me um, loved Ryan Giggs and she sent him a pair of pants in the post yeah. and she <laughs> clean new yeah. pair, pair of pants she kissed the gusset before she with posted. lipstick with lipstick on oh I don't know I must ask her that because it could have I looked a bit like a period a... stain by the time it got there you know a little bit it might have bled out a bit into a, just a yeah, blotch yeah I mean I'm guessing he never saw them anyway I don't think yeah that you'd hope that someone was intervening for Ryan Giggs that was a, <laughs> but I do remember those crushes at school um, yeah. that people did like footballers yeah uh, and I can't remember who they were well, because I was in the 70s yeah would that they be? were just not people that I was remotely interested no. In because um, that that never did it for me. It was always it was always pop stars. Um, uh, so it was, and then after you know you 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 have to sort of go through these phases, don't you? And at fifteen, you realise that um, you can't be a teeny bopper anymore. Yeah. Um, and so you have to sort of switch your attentions, and then it became to reality. Bo- both things. What I was looking for was a, a, a lad who lived locally that looked like. <laughs> That looked like David Bowie. That's what I really wanted. You know, you want that mix. Yeah, not many of them around. There were very, very few. I found one eventually. Did you? Yeah, yeah. That that became a relationship when I was seventeen. I found one that was a bit, you know, from a distance in a fog. (laughs) I know, but then if you have a relationship, you can't spend the whole time in a fog in the distance. No, no, no. But he did have. Did you shut your eyes? Yeah, he was. No, he was good. He was one that you know. You have five loves of your life. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, two. What two? Your mum and dad. Are you allowed to have kids on the list if you're really struggling? Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And of course, the partner goes on and off that list. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I mean, during the day. Yeah. <laughs> just you can love them, can't you? You can love them, love them, love them, and sometimes you think they're really you annoying. fucking arsehole. You know what's your problem? You just go, Jeff. What kind of name is that then? I mean, Jeff is. Yeah, it's quite uh, difficult. Uh, yeah, isn't so it? it's. I mean, yeah. it's not as bad as Derek, I'd say. Well, so it's one up from. Do you ever have a? Cr- did you did you have a crush on Jeff? Um, when I saw Jeff, that was the peculiar thing. I I said I was waitressing in Covent Garden outside in a, a place uh, attractively named the Crusting Pipe, <laughs> <laughs> and it had. Uh, Why were you only allowed outside? Well, it was because it was a, it was an, uh, it was a summertime opening thing okay. in Covent uh, in the piazza actually nice. in the actual piazza. The this is 1982, and. Um, so I had this, and I, it was a seasonal job. And I didn't realise that. I just turned up one day, and they just they weren't open. 
like, it's too cold. It was like October. It's, you haven't got a job anymore. Okay, right. So anyway, is that, now is that one of your real memories? Do yeah, you? that is. No, like that is. Ish, you know, I, I was probably told, but didn't listen. Yeah. Um, so uh, and Jeff came in, and I had seen him. We lived on the same road. It's quite. It's not really complicated, but I'd moved down from Manchester to London because I was meant to be being turned into a pop star by oh. some Manchester mafia people. Oh wow! Uh, it was all quite awkward because I went along with it um, until they, and they got me in the studio and then at the last minute there was this terrible crashing realisation that I could not sing at all, not <laughs> at all. Did you know that? I had like, you... yes, I had an inkling. But there's always a slight <laughs> streak of optimism got, in you. I know. I was going to say you do sometimes real think where you think I just I'm going to open my my mouth one day and the it's singing voice well. will come it's out. Go well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never has. <laughs> And it certainly didn't then. And what they wanted me to do was a remake of The Kinks, So Tired, Tired of Waiting. So they were in this, and I was like a studio like this with those people, though, on the other side of the oh glass God, with all the knobs twitching. Oh, uh, I, I'm, I really now my armpits are prickling, and you know, I'm coming out, and it was like, So tired, tired of waiting, tired of waiting for you. I've got no musicality in my voice whatsoever. And they thought, uh, they thought, I think for a second they thought she's taking the piss, she's yeah. having a laugh. And then it was this, no, it's not. I had to run away from Manchester. So I came, <laughs> that yes, it was. So I came, oh, wow. and I was, I had. A very bad eating disorder as well. Uh, so came down to London and I was very unhappy for a while living in this bedsit. And then I got a, a, um, a room in a flat with a very beautiful black girl called Ruth Jackson. And she was married to Joe Jackson, who was a pop star. Oh, my God. Don't you know that it's different for girls? I'd sing yeah. it for you, but I'd ruin no, it. I you mean, know, yeah, you'd have to no start screaming to, to drown it out, you know. <laughs> so, no, I'm just a fan, Jenny. I'm just a fan. <laughs> 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 right, so uh, we promised Jack we wouldn't scream. He's not listening. He's playing. He's playing something else on his other computer. Um, anyway, I moved in with uh, Joe Jackson's wife. He was on tour in America for like quite a few months, and it was just uh, Ruth, and she was lonely. She had this big Persian cat called Riptorn, and so it was me, Riptorn, and and Ruth for a bit. And um, I also had this job in a wine bar in Camberwell. I had the daytime one in. The um, in Covent Garden mm-hmm. and the nighttime one in Camberwell, which for five seconds had a posh wine bar called Bartholomew's Wine Bar. Cliff Richard came in once. I wasn't on shift. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> now, I know that story's real because it's uh, rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, I came out of my flat, which I lived with, with Ruth, and I was going to my Covent Garden job, and I passed him by, and at the time, he had an antique road, racing Porsche, right? And he was underneath it, tinkering with the underneath of the car. And um, he couldn't get underneath a Porsche now. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be really wedged. So, anyway, we sort of gave each other what I call the glad eye. And um, and he, I think he followed me one day, which sounds a bit stalkery. Anyway, yeah, he in those came... days, it was just... It was, it was all right in those days, yeah. yeah. So he came into the wine bar in uh, Covent Garden. He said, what are you doing here? And I said, I'm being a waitress for my sins. <laughs> and he said, would you like to meet for a drink tonight? I said, I'm in the other wine bar tonight. And he came to the other wine bar that night. And for a long time, and I don't know whether we've still got it somewhere in a box, I kept the bill from that very first... Oh. I'd been costing him money from the day... 
<laughs> we met. And it sort of, it starts with, you know, he comes in and I'm his waitress, so I write down one gla has <coughs> friscati, so he's having a glass of friscati, and he has pâté and fripre, pâté and French bread. And then rather tellingly, at the end, it goes, one bottle of house friscati to go. So oh obviously God, we take a bottle lovely. of wine back to his place. That is an amazing story just from that little... Receipt, isn't it? Well, that you see it, the whole evening. That yeah, you have the evening, out. and he didn't leave. Basically, he could have he could have oh. bolted after the pate and frappe, but he, he hung, hung around, around for me to lock up and all that, and we took a bottle of wine out with us. And but you see, that was very much not a crush, wasn't it? Because you it was gave a mature full time relationship <laughs> immediately continues to this day. Exactly, and I think that the. The issue with crushes is they very rarely work out. Like, do you have any... I know you have your David Bowie showing yeah, off I, did, and I, I never managed to get off with David, David Bowie. Bowie. But you had your David Bowie alike. Look alike, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. Was there anyone that you didn't get? Pound shop David that... Bowie. <laughs> no, he was really nice bloke. Was there anybody I didn't manage that to... That you pined after? And... Not, not particularly. To really? Be quite, no, to be quite honest. Um, oh, I, I think that... Um, uh, I'm just. I'm really trying to uh, think. No, nobody ever really broke. Oh well, actually, the um, the pound shop David Bowie. I'm not calling him pound shop David. <laughs> but it's really that's just me. M and S. Yeah, uh, very, sort of. Uh, okay, the the l- l- filed coasts answer to David okay, Bowie. Okay, okay, okay. Filed coasts answer to David Bowie. Sort of. We did have a proper relationship. He did kind of break my heart because. Um, I I was still at school and he was 22 and he just couldn't... He was in between jobs, relationships, all sorts of things and had ended up back at his parents. And obviously, you know, any sane 22-year-old can't hack that for very long. Mm-hmm. So he left me while I was doing my A-levels and went to stay with his brother, who was quite a successful actor in London, still a successful actor. Ooh. And, uh, yes, and... Go on, I, tell me. Well, I, I know it's it's not. It, I can't. I can't. Oh, won't, right, no. But right. um, you know, I know that. I think he he met Kate Bush, and I think <gasps> there was slightly more than just a meeting. And obviously, I fell by the wayside. I mean, being that's there's yeah, no shame I, in that. I is was there? slightly chucked for yeah. Anyway, chucked for Kate yeah, Bush. And, you know, the, why haven't you written that? Well, memoir? why didn't I go to her pop concert and just scream all the way? <laughs> you stole my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> The trouble is you don't want to drown out Kate Bush. Yeah, it well, it's hard. It's hard because I've got a low pitch scream as well because I've got quite low lar- big larynx <laughs> yeah. for a woman. So she'd be, she'd still, she's yeah, like a dog whistle, isn't she? Yeah. She'd still be, I'd be like droning, <laughs> and she'd be piping her little high pitch. Definitely voice, be dragged out into yeah, the yeah, corridor. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Well. I might throw my knickers at her, a big <laughs> pair of, because I do the long line knickers now because my knickers oh, are quite big. They're a bit like a parachute. Apple, apple catchers. Well, they're I bigger than that. They're, they're long oh, really? line. Yeah. You can get them off uh, Amazon. Uh, what happens when you wear a very baggy pair of dungarees, for example, if you're chubbier of thigh, your tops of your legs oh, might rub a little rub. bit no, to get a chub rub. Yeah. So I wear a long line knicker. Oh. They're quite attractive. It's like a long john, short long john. Do you see what I mean with a lace trim? And uh, <laughs> I mean, it's an yeah, image. Yeah, but when when you drop them in a, in a toilet, you just think they're big, aren't they? You know, if you were on a flight and you needed a, a parachute, you'd be all right. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, yeah. So, um, in terms of unrequited love and crushes yeah. on, no, not really. Um, so once you got to your 
you know, once you were like, oh, I can't be a teeny bopper anymore. Yeah, yeah. You were like, this all has to be real. Yeah, I have to go through as many boys as I possibly can um, in the local area. So you were just basically fancying someone, appro- approaching them yeah. wherever they were, yeah, on the way to the bathroom, yeah, yeah. in the supermarket. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'd go to discos and snog seven boys in a night. Yeah. It was those kind of days. And I but think... That doesn't allow, but that doesn't allow you time, does it, for the fantasy to build up? Or were you just not interested in that? Um, I, I you just... I'm not sure. I think that I was very... I liked... Um, sort of uh, instant gratification, yeah. instant gratification of a snog. I really liked snogging different boys and seeing who I thought was the best snogger. <laughs> uh, you know, it was sort of taste tests and challenging and that and... sort of thing. I was quite critical of that. Wow. And, you know, I was quite demanding as well, I think. I don't know, it was just, I was, I was quite shallow and I didn't really think very deeply about anything. Um, that came later. And I, I only had a, quite a small window Really, when you, when you think about it, because mm. I met Jeff when I was twenty two, and oh God, as yeah, I said, it's forty young. years. That we, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I haven't had crushes. No, <clears throat> well, let's talk about them then. Uh, the the, uh, the other the I other mean, ones. Will I mean, Jeff be listening? Probably not. No, no. You know, why would it listen to a podcast? Two women yattering on. Jesus Christ! <laughs> we do listen to stuff together. Yeah, uh, we listen to Agatha Christie books <laughs> at bedtime because you know if we can't sleep or we're feeling a bit anxious. Yeah. Um, as uh, especially if they're um, narrated by a man called Hugh Fraser, I've got a sort of crush on his voice. I mean, oh, things really? like yeah, I think he's he's got a delicious voice. I'm just trying to think of. Of sort of people who I fancy. Yeah. Now on the telly. I know I'm meant to fancy Monty Don. Oh, are you? Yeah, women the... of my age, it's kind oh. of one of the rules you're meant to fancy Monty Don. And I think he's gone a bit peevish. Uh, I was watching him on the uh, flower show last night and he started slagging off a garden. I thought he was peevish. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and uh, yeah, irritable isn't a very attractive. Yeah, quality, yeah, so it's slightly sort of you know that small petty, petty, petty yeah. sort of things like well, that. What's it so? A oh, of... I find, you know the Go thing on. is when I fancy somebody, or I don't really fancy them, but I just sort of become brief, obsessed with yeah. them. Um, I, I really love the Sopranos. Yes, um, during lockdown. So I, you know, I, I don't think I fancied James James Gandolfi. James Gandolfi. Yeah, that's a fella. Um, but I turned into him kind of thing. I was oh, sort of, wow. you know, I, I did a lot of slobbing around the house in a soiled, toweling robe. Amazing. So I sort of, I'm kind of you know, I, I, I inhabit the, the world of. Um, but no, it's, uh, I do, I love gangster movies. Yeah. That is my thing. I don't think they really turn me on. I was very difficult to turn me on these days. Oh, I mean, I, I like a challenge. Yeah, well, I'm, <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do. I mean, I'm I mean I've gone badly with the teeth, haven't I? Uh, I've really <laughs> well, you're taking your braces out. I don't know what you're going to do. I've, I've, all I'm going to tell you is I've got my big, chunky, long-line knickers on, so if you're thinking of trying to get into them, you're going to have to have a bit of a fight yeah, on your we hands. Might, we might have to abandon this. <laughs> Would uh, you mind? The seduction <laughs> put elements. On. Um, women, um, uh, do I, have, I, I occasionally have crushes on women, mm. and I will occasionally meet women where... Uh, it's not that I want to snog them, but I do feel a sexual sort of magnetism yeah, to yeah, yeah. certain women. But that's but that's interesting, isn't it? Because that is one of those things where it's not it's just not about the reality. It's just about a spark yeah. that has. I mean, I just think it's very good for you. Okay, so who that. do you fa- who who have you got a current crush on? Um, apart from Harry Styles in his pajamas, who I'm not allowed to fancy. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's really on it. Poor Harry. You know, I, in my stand-up show, I do this thing. It's uh, called Bucket List Dreams, and people at the interval can put into a bucket on a piece of paper their bucket list dream, you know. And quite a lot of those do feature <laughs> Harry Styles. One woman just wrote, I'd I mean, like... it's all-encompassing. Yeah, I'd like, to ha- I'd like to climb Harry Styles like a tree. And I just got this, you know, you, you can't help but get a visual impression of sort of a chunky middle-aged woman just climbing Harry Styles. I know. Poor I Harry mean, the Styles. Thing, well, I mean, the tree thing is he'd have to stay standing, and that's a difficult thing. You'd climb him yeah, like a log. 14 stone of sweaty menopausal Clamping woman. Clamping down. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. The interesting thing, you know, I have a crush on a an American stand-up called John Mulaney. Okay. Who... And what's interesting is that he has recently done some things that are not, uh, you know... OK. Then so he let not us that down. attractive. He's, got, he's let us down a bit. He's yeah. let us down a bit. And he very much used to be a wife guy. That was his big sort of persona. Someone who, you know, really loved his wife and uh, talked about her a lot on stage. Yeah, and, yeah. that's you know. always a bit of a giveaway, isn't it? It's, <laughs> well, it's a, yeah, it's a cover, isn't it? But it's interesting. It's a bit of a cunt, yeah. I was talking, yeah. <laughs> I was talking to a friend about it and she was like, how do you still fancy him? And I was like, I just, it's changed. When I was younger, when I was sort of, it, the purity of my crushes when I was a teenager, they had to do everything right. They Because I was imagining being with them, you know, sort of living my life. They were really, really held up. Now I'm much more forgiving <laughs> generally. I don't I don't know him. I'm sure I'd forgive him if I knew him as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? This is sort of the reality is now, yeah, I fancy him. <laughs> I fancy him and I really like his work. So I have that level of crush. It's not a... Oh my God! If you say one wrong thing, then my world is destroyed. Yeah, you know? I mean, I think for me, when I was younger, I would go off somebody, I would fancy somebody, mm. fancy somebody, and then I'd see them in the wrong pair of shoes, or they'd say a word in the wrong way, yeah. or they had a horrible belt on, <laughs> and then that would be it. Oh, it was fizzled. just over. Yeah, 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 totally and utterly over. Yeah, no, and I that is that is so true and i think that is because the crush is so it's so pure it's a um you know you spoiled it, you spoiled it. it. yeah you've spoiled yeah, yeah. You've spoiled, and they've spoiled oh, it that was Not, you know because yeah. you're writing them basically you're sort of you know you're you're looking at them and you you're you're writing everything they think you know even if you're sort of you're, you're writing the relationship that you're having you're doing his voice and your voice i don't think i was that. ever such a crushy really as you. No. no i i, I think uh, <laughs> Yeah, I you think are I was a teenage quite... dirtbag and just <laughs> snogged a lot of boys, then got an eating disorder and, and went off sex entirely yeah. and utterly for about three years. Wow. And uh, just didn't do anything. And then, you know, that gradually reawoke and I met Jeff and, and then, you know, yeah, in, in passing, there'll be occasionally, even on the street, I was at the bus stop today because obviously you don't get cars to this job. And... Um, <laughs> I was at the one seven six. Who does? I was at the one seven six bus stop, and uh, a man jogged by. Now, normally, I don't like joggers; they get on my nerves. Oh yeah, really do. But this yeah. one, a very attractive man, and he smiled at me as he jogged by. And I thought, no, I'll smile back, and I smiled back yeah. at him. It's a lovely moment. There was a nice lad in the um, the lad I, I mentioned Bovril to in the pub yesterday, <laughs> and he had he had braces on. He was a very nice looking chap, and he was, you know, I was making him laugh. I, I think it's for just me, enjoyable, isn't it? If um, if I make someone laugh, then, you know, it sort of, it triggers that sort of memory of, of sort of getting off with people. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, you can't smoke. In the olden days, you know, you just used to go up to someone and say, have you got a light? And then you'd look them in the eye. And then by the time they gave you a light, you 
probably snogging them. I mean, that's yeah. a difficult thing with a fag in your mouth as well, it's, isn't it? I was it's very good. I was very, you know. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fag burns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was... Smoke. It was that. That's that the sort was of thing my modus about. operandi. I think yeah. was uh, asking people for lights. I think you have yeah a directness yeah about you that um that yeah. I think that frightened really quite a lot of people to be quite frightened honest. Frightened them into snogging. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was a snog monster. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that'll be the the title yeah. of this episode. All right. Look, well, um, so I need. Your biggest crush, the name of your biggest crush, because I'm going to do, I don't know if you know about this, Jenny. I know you spent a lot of time writing down the names of boys. Yeah. And we did that as well. But what we did was um, worked out, we did this maths with their names. Is it an algorithm? L's, O's, V's, E's and S's. It's not as advanced as an algorithm. (laughs) Is it an early algorithm? (laughs) Yes, let's call it an early algorithm. Um, So should I use your name or should I use your real name? I mean... Oh, that's really complicated, you know, isn't yeah. it? How old were you? Right, so tell me who the crush is, okay. your biggest crush. Like, when I say, have you ever had a crush on someone, what's the name that comes into your head? Elvis Presley. OK, no, well, no, no we'll idea Elvis Presley. why. Elvis Presley. <laughs> well, I mean, you aim high. <laughs> that's what we've discovered about you. I'm going to do your... I'm going to do Jenny Eclair. OK. Because okay. oh. this isn't the real world, is it? No, very much not. Okay, I don't know what okay. you think um, you've been doing. Yeah. But there is a new biopic out about Elvis Presley and apparently it's absolutely brilliant. It's Baz Luhrmann. Oh, wow. So when, uh, and I'm, already, I'm sort of, I already know that I'm going to have a crush on the person playing Elvis Presley. You're getting ready for that Yeah, I'm getting ready for that one and anticipating. He's Australian. Oh, he's, oh, oh, fucking hell, it's not 38 (laughs) or over. (laughs) Uh, 11... So this, you will get a percentage. Okay. Is this my chance of getting off with him? Yeah. Well, no, it's your your compatibility. Okay, Elvis is dead. We'll we'll talk about the the young actor, the young Australian actor who's playing Elvis Presley. Yeah, that's my new crush, Austin Butler. Austin Butler. Well, yeah. Do you want me to do the maths for that? Or, yes. Uh, that's, right. that's, yeah, because Elvis Presley's dead. Don't be ridiculous. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm quite excited by this and I don't okay. know why. My heart's kind of started to beat. Well, this could be the beginning of a whole new... There's no O's, no V's. It's 59%. So that's something to do with the fact that he lives on the opposite side of the world. And and is, yeah, (laughs) isn't aware you exist. Uh, What? (laughs) What? No, you're right. He probably does know. I'm sure he's a big fan. No, his nan might like me. It's one of those (laughs) things, isn't it? Oh, bloody hell. That's disappointing. I'm okay. sorry. Oh, well, I'm sorry to have ended on such a downer. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what? 59% I'm crushed is now. Not... I'm crushed. Hey, there we go. Well, I'm just going to say thank you very much. An absolute pleasure. Any old time. Jenny Eclair. Crushed by Margaret Caborn Smith was hosted by Margaret Caborn Smith and produced by Sophie Black. Thanks to everyone at the amazing TVC Soho. And if you enjoy the podcast, please remember to like and subscribe as it helps people find where we are. Hold up. 
Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.